Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Episode 2, A Streetcar Named Marge, and throwing it over to Nick. Ugh, I'm thirsty. Ugh, what well, smells like mustard? Sure are a lot of ugly people in your neighborhood. Oh, look at that one. Lollipop, 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 lollipop. Oh. Uh, what episode is that from? That's when they're driving back from the mall with Grandpa, and he's just complaining and rambling about old people things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You love you some Grandpa rambling. Love me some nonsense Grandpa rambling, because that's going to be me. As an, it already is me. I, I can't even say it's going to be me when I'm an old man because I already love to just ramble nonsense, especially to my wife because it pisses her off and it's just yep. it's nonsense. Oh, I love me is my nonsense. That uh, That is true. And uh, we're about to dig into an episode here that, um, like my nonsense bugs my wife, this episode pissed off an entire city. So, Indeed. Well, when you make a song insulting the entire city and millions of people watch it, it might get around that uh, <laughs> someone was making fun of you, basically. Right? Yeah. And it, Streetcar Named Marge here. So it's kind of a weird episode. When I was growing up, I didn't really appreciate it the first couple of watches. As I got older, I definitely did. Um, this episode is kind of weird because the this is the first time they ever did anything specifically based on a play, like a real life play. I had no idea it was a play when I was growing up. I didn't, I did not understand that aspect of it. They wanted to do a play, something kind of parodying one for years. So they ended up going with this. So first off, this episode almost didn't even make it to air. The controversy started before anybody even knew there was controversy. So the estate of Tennessee Williams, the guy who, you know, wrote a streetcar named desire, his estate his family or whoever controlled it did not want this to air because the, the they were going for rights clearances and stuff. And the lawyer for Fox was like, screw these people. Um, you know, they, they were able to get portions of the, the play, not the music, um, but the, the, the portions of the play. Uh, and they were still threatening to sue. And the, the Fox lawyers, like, screw, I, he was prepared to take it to the Supreme Court to get that this episode. That would have been fun. Imagine that, a debate over that. But finally they relented and the episode went on. Uh, and it, it ended up happening. Um, now, <laughs> we, such a catchy song. Exactly. Because yeah. the song is what really did this in. And it really pissed off the entire city of New Orleans. And this is the first time really that I think the Simpsons kind of really slagged the whole, um, I guess, entire city or town or place, whatever. And the thing is, is that like that is the beauty of the show right in this in the, in the golden years is that they took no prisoners uh, similar in similar context to Family Guy, but in a different way. They called out people or places that deserve to be called out. Right. Like everything that they say about New Orleans in the song, um, you know, this the city might take it the wrong way. They might yeah, get mad. It's more or less true. Yeah. But it, yeah is it uh, you know, that, that's that's the beauty of it. Right. Is, uh, is is the parody in the satire and being able to call out people or things on their on their stupidity that need to be um, right. You can make a song about any city, though. Like right, yeah. Like we could make something about about you know the nearest big city to us would be Toronto. Oh yeah, um, Toronto. You could talk about you know. Anyways, yeah, a number all, of all things, s- all sorts of stuff. So here, like, let's actually take a look at the lyrics. I got them up here um, because uh, the. Like the song's not that long; it's pretty short. But here's um, 
My dog has scratched her ears in the background. It sounds like somebody's hammer on a board. <laughs> Your dog has very big ears, so yeah. Big ass ears. Uh, so here are the lyrics. So it starts New Orleans, home of pirates, drunks, and whores. So right off the bat, you know, strong, it, strong, yeah. but true. New Orleans tacky, overpriced souvenir stores. Also true. If you want to go to hell, you should take a trip to the Sodom and Gomorrah of the Mississippi. Like <laughs> when I when I was little, I had first of all I had no idea what these this song was about. But again, it's true. So it's a Sodom and Gomorrah. It's a place where you know all sorts of craziness and stuff happens. Um, New Orleans, stinky, rotten, vomiting, vile. New Orleans, putrid, brackish, maggoty, and foul. Uh, New Orleans, crummy, lousy, rancid, rank New Orleans. So it's, it's just taking a um, kind of a jab that New Orleans is this kind of overpriced, oh, not overpriced. Well, maybe it is. But well, the like, souvenirs anyways are overpriced. Sure. Yeah. The, this overhyped city with, you know, its its main thing is is Mardi Gras, right? It's a, And Mardi Gras is like yep. a whole big party where there's all sorts of debauchery and craziness and girls showing their boobies and all sorts of yeah, public defecation stuff public, like that yeah, yeah, everywhere, you know yeah shutting in the streets peeing in the streets all sorts of craziness going on so really you know if you're in new orleans you can't really there's there's nothing to get upset about just have a laugh at yourself like don't take it so seriously which, and most people don't take criticism very well <laughs> that is true that is that is definitely true so it is kind of hard to you know, preach that because I'm sure if somebody wrote a song about us, actually, you know what? That's a challenge for any listener out there. If anyone really cares enough to do so, write a song about us, about how, you know, take some jabs at us. I'd love to hear it. Give us a little, a little funny roast. I'm sure it would be pretty, pretty funny. Um, or I might cry. We'll see. Or, or Shane might cry. Um, yeah. yeah. If I cry, I'll just wipe it with my dog's big ears, wipe away my tears. <laughs> so this one though, like I said, so if I'm, if I'm, Going back to my first instances of watching this episode, I didn't get it. I definitely didn't get that they were parodying a real-life play. I didn't get the play itself for the overall kind of themes that appear through the episode of, you know, Homer and Marge's relationship and how it kind of parodies the play. Because I learned about the play years and years later. It was in, I want to say, high school. And uh, people go on and on about this play, about how it's... Actually, you know what? You ever been to a play? You ever been to one in, in real life? I've been to, uh, I think, two plays. I'd like to go to more, actually. That's something I kind of want to do in my in my 30s is go to more plays. <laughs> That's a sign of an adult right there. And they are fun. They're a lot of fun. I remember going to one in, in high school for, I was helping with some of my community service hours. I got a bunch. Uh, it was like a production of, of Mice and Men. And Did I you go to the Nutcracker? I've never seen the Nutcracker, no. I have oh, seen, okay. uh, I have seen like Top in Toronto. I've seen Jesus Christ Superstar, which is fantastic. Uh, I saw. I wanted to see um, the South Park one. I oh, really Book wanted of to see Mormon. that. Yeah, yeah that's, really that's supposed to be that. really good. My, I, I was sick, unfortunately. I didn't get to go to Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. My wife went and said it was awesome. I saw Room. It was uh, really fa- it was deep, but very fantastic. All the ones I've seen have been great. This play is ass. Um, Streetcar Named Desire. I don't know why it's hyped up, like the the story and and whatnot, and why it's Fox should buy the rights. And yeah, then do a Simpsons it. version. Yeah. Well, this pretty much is the Simpsons version, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah. It, it's, it's not, a, I don't understand why people think this is such a great play and you know, it's been around for 70 years and people still parody. You're just not cultured, it. man. Oh yeah. That yeah. must be it. I'm not called. Well, I like my explosions and my nonsense. Mm-hmm. So you're probably onto something. <laughs> um, I do remember some, some pretty cool things. I like Maggie's great escape sequence. Uh, yeah. That was kind of neat. Um, the whole music on that is good too. Yes. 
that does seem a little bit like filler. Um, I don't remember too many gags from this one. Like the, the gag itself is kind of parodying the overall play. So I don't really remember, remember too many gags. It's definitely nowhere near as good as Camp Krusty in my memory. No, no, no. We were very high on that. So I'm going to go in with a 7.9, so a B plus, bordering on an A minus, with the thought that it could bump up to a low eights. I, okay. Yeah. What are you going with for this one? I'm going to go in with an 8.2. Uh, come on. You got uh, Ripped Ned. You got True. Maggie. You got the song. And I think Homer does something funny. I forget what it is exactly, but I'm sure I'm going to find out. And uh, yeah, it's season four. Season four. (laughs) See, but that doesn't necessarily mean it automatically garters an A territory. So we'll see if, you know, this is one of those ones that maybe I'll go down. Yeah, maybe it's kind of the the end of season three type of thing. And my dog's making a weird sound. Why are you chewing on your feet, Marshmallow? I'm going to go find out why. And when we come back from finding out why my dog's chewing on her feet, we'll have a streetcar named March. All right, here we go. My dog was chewing on her feet. She's all good, though. We're all good to watch this one. Shane and Shane pointed something out because we're watching this on the DVD, not the uh, new school streaming fancy stuff because we're old men. Uh, my name is not Dr. Death is also Bart's chalkboard gag, which is kind of dumb because I don't know yep. what that's referencing. Um, you made a good point, Shane, that the animations are kind of long on the menu, right? Yeah, every time you click an option, we like to turn on the captions just because. Uh, why not? Uh, so every time you click a selection, you have to watch an animation on the left-hand side from a character. And I get it, they're doing, they're going the extra mile and putting a gag in there, but I just wish it didn't take so long. It's like five seconds. Yeah, actually, I think some of them were even more than that. They were like seven, eight, nine, ten seconds, somewhere, somewhere around that area. Um, this one came out October 1st, 1992 though. Uh, the very next day, October 2nd, one of the, one of my all time favorite sports movies. It's very cheesy, but it's one of my favorites came out. It is a hockey related movie. You know, it came out. Hockey related? Uh, mm-hmm. not Slapshot. No, no. Mighty no. Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Uh, yeah. Okay. Was it. The, the first, first one? Mighty Ducks movie. Yeah. Great movie. Fantastic. With Emilio Sheen. Nice little couch game. And then they, they stole that same concept with uh, and made it a baseball movie called Hardball with Keanu Reeves. Yep. <laughs> Where were they in Laughlin, Nebraska was the award show? Something Great. like that, yeah. Can't go wrong with Troy McClure, though. Texas just oil. So is Alaska. It's funny that this is the intro, but Lisa the Beauty Queen isn't. Like how that's that's going on. Right, yeah. Isn't that exciting? I almost thought we were watching the Ron episode for a second. If you ask we'll be cutting our first forty contestants right after this. Let's take a minute to meet our distinguished panel of judges. Skin care consultant Rowena. Syndicated columnist William F. George. Token black panelist. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Memo to Goldie Hawn. Cheerleading tryouts were 30 years ago. Let's grow up, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> He's such a bitch. I 
haven't been in a place since high school, and I thought it would be a good chance to meet some other adults. Sounds interesting. You know, I spend all day alone with Maggie, and sometimes it's like I don't even exist. Sounds interesting. <laughs> I uh, thought about being in a play in university. They were doing a, a version of The Wedding Singer, the Adam Sandler movie. Oh, yeah, okay. I love that. I should have gone out for a part because I love that friggin' movie. I haven't watched that movie in a while. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch that this weekend. It's a fine one. Adam Sandler's got range, too. He's what? He's got range? He, he's got range, yeah. Uncut yeah. Gems, Wedding Singer, you know. Those are two very, very different roles. And then his career came to an end after he got eaten by Kevin James. Mm. Stop scratching your ears right behind me. Jeez, <laughs> it's like somebody's hammering the floor with a sledgehammer. See, when you get the kid, the kid will scratch the dog's ears. And no, all will be like right the with kid, the world. The kid will be crying because the dog won't stop licking it. That's his uh, building up the, the kid's immunity. Yep. Poor Marge. Yeah, gosh. What a terrible house. I love Jasper, how he's able to stretch like that. Yeah. Although his beard apparently is so stiff that he can't even move it. No. I broke my beard. <laughs> See, I didn't get that when I was growing up, how Ned played Blanche, the female lead. And here's John Lovitz back as Llewellyn Sinclair. Yeah. Maybe I should have taken a nice calligraphy class. Oh, forget about it. That Mr. Takahashi's a lunatic. Quiet! I am not an easy man to work for. I love his moo moo. Love how Wiggum is still in full police gear. Yeah. Did I expect too much from fourth graders? The review, play enjoyed by all, speaks for itself. Hmm. Those auditioning for the role. It's like those actors that only uh, only direct like small commercials you've never seen. They think they're big shots. Yeah. Nobody would know this, but Shane is directing that little pot shot at me because I direct all sorts of commercials that have never been seen. <laughs> I, I doubt you uh, you flaunt it like this man does though. His fourth grade play. This is the first uh, time we see Rip Flanders. Yeah, we never do see Flanders' workout routine, do we? No, not once. Oh. You're all terrible. What you ladies don't understand is that Blanche is a delicate flower being trampled by an uncouth lout. That lady is wearing Future Homer's uh, work from yeah, she home is outfit. A, yeah, she is a moo-moo. We, we had two moo-moos at once on the screen there. Outside interests are stupid. Wait a minute. Mm, I'll come home right away. All right, I'll pick up a bucket of fried chicken. Extra skin. What is extra skin? Yeah, I was just about to ask you because I've never had like fried chicken from KFC or something. Can you? Is that? So you you've just... never had KFC? No, 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 no. I haven't. Man, your arteries must be so nice. Um. Anyways, 
you don't like you they would have to take something from boneless and then put it in with your bucket <laughs> like it doesn't make sense sorry they would have to take something skinless that they sell and then take it and put it in your bucket i doubt right. that's how it works my name is helen lovejoy and i'll be playing stella I am if you ever feel like going on the wild side though nick popcorn chicken pretty good I'm playing Pablo. That's a great line. Attorney at law. I'm filing a class action suit against the director on behalf of everyone who was cut from the play. I also play Mitch. I'm Marge Simpson. I'll be playing Blanche. I made some peanut butter brownies for everyone. Ooh, that sounds good right about now. We're both. Shane and I have not eaten yet. Uh, yeah. I could pretty much eat anything. Yeah. Stanley, you're you're pulsing with animal lust. It takes Blanche to fling her roughly to the bed. Thumper's back behind me. Oh, isn't that cute? Me without a camera. Here, my sister runs a daycare center. That's a few weeks, grandmother. Maggie is allergic to strained pears, and she likes a bottle of warm milk before dinner. Do you get that sign joke, the Anne Rand School for Tots? I've never actually looked up what that is. Uh, no, I, that, yeah, it didn't mean anything to me. And Lovett's doing the voice of the sister, too. Yeah, I love how it's the same hairstyle, except she has yeah. all her hair in the back. But we're the only daycare centered in town that's not currently under investigation by the state. Oh, well, be a good girl, Maggie. This nice house with all sorts of rooms, and my dog has to decide to scratch right behind me. They are pack animals. Couldn't go, couldn't go on the carpet good place somewhere. Passion, Mrs. Simpson, anger. This man disgusts you. All I want is one embrace. I do like how Llewellyn's always got those stupid, like you could see a stupid, uh, pretentious director wearing the clothes that he does. Yeah, it's very like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty standard stuff. Oh, then he looks like a, like he's very pimpish looking. Yeah, he is right now. But also, like, very effeminate at the same time. True, yeah, the, the purple scarf really sells it. And then he throws it to the side. This yeah, supposed to be Homer, a Game Boy, yeah. Game Boy, yeah, look at that. Game Boy bowling. It's funny that Homer would have one of those. Yeah, because Bart and Lisa don't have a Game Boy. No. So that this means he bought it for himself. <laughs> Game Boys were pretty popular at the time, so it's a nice little, oh, absolutely. little uh, pop culture reference. <laughs> Maggie's got the Bart figure. Kind of looked like a Bart figure, anyways. Surprised it wasn't a, a rabbit. Yeah, that would have been neat. Okay, I actually love this sequence. Pretty it's much from start cool. to finish, yeah. You're right, the music, like the Great Escape music and stuff, it really does. I know it really has nothing to do with what's going on, but this is one of my favorite scenes from this episode. Not as good as the ball pit. They love no. the ball pit. <laughs> what is the book shooting? The Fountainhead Diet? What the hell is that? Don't like to nap, eh? We have a place for babies like you. The box! 
I love, oh, I, that's pretty I cool. I love this, yeah. yeah. Honestly, for what is she, how old is Maggie? Four? No. Like, four? Year? She should <laughs> be four really, by now. We're on season four. Yeah, yeah. it's never really said. <laughs> I'd say she's anywhere from eight months what? to a eight months? year and a half. She's maybe. got quite the arm for an eight month. Family Stopper, I'll tell Stella. This isn't like Seeker is not a musical, so like this is. And you're giving me a hissy fit. Please, I don't think it's a musical. Oh, here. It's a lot of change. Yeah, he just hucked like. Yeah. Well, could have been all nickels and pennies, but still. Also, why is there a candy machine in the back? <laughs> yeah. That's a good way. If, if something's like a vending machine's not working, just run at it. Oh, uh, we used to. Something will happen. Uh, you didn't work there, but old place of work. Um, we would shake the vending machine so much that actually underneath the vending machine, uh, the tiles had broken in this in the in the spots. Uh, where the feet were. When you shook it, did things actually? Oh out? yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh nice. I don't think the vending machine guy that refilled it appreciated that very much. Vending machines don't have people refill; they just happen. Just they, they just get full. People don't. Right. Come on, Shane. You think there's somebody driving around a vending machines, <laughs> actually putting them stuff in them? They just get full. I'd love to go to Japan. They have apparently the best vending machines. Oh, I thought you were gonna say go to Japan to talk like uh, talk like southern southern dandies. You definitely stand out. Also, this is the first of many times that their cans of pudding are in tin cans. I have never once in my life seen pudding in a tin can. No. Mind you, I've only ever really had pudding in a snack pack form. <laughs> That's a reference to the play, the, the Stella. Oh, he's playing bowling again. Are you going? I gotta go, don't I? I'm sure you won't enjoy it. There's nothing about bowling in the play. Wait, there is. Probably not much of it. Why can't you be a little more supportive? Yeah, he is kind of being a dick. Which is it, like it parallels like it's the whole point. Right? Like it's yeah. What cookie musical? Project? But like this is. Why didn't you tell me? I love he's just little Lamaze is a the project cookie project. Out like a light, not a care in the world. Nope. Thanks for coming out. Being nice, these little humans. Good, good. Hello, Maggie. Poor little dumbard. <laughs> Maggie does look so different when she doesn't have the pacifier. Oh, yeah. You're so used to having, like, seeing her with that. Again, if the episode was, like, the play and then the rest of it was all just this, I would... It'd be better in my opinion. All this is is so neat. I'm 
That is pretty cool. She's like little mini MacGyver. This is like, and this is came up before Mission Impossible. This like is. Tom yeah. Cruise stole the. the yeah, idea. I was gonna say. Yeah, he based the whole movie off this. Thanks, Man, Tom. Pop up books. I need. When's the last time you had a pop up book? I actually bought one for my uh, little one. Pop up books are sweet now. They got all sorts right? of stuff for uh, for kids. You got to get a Harry Potter pop up book, right? I think we have one. Nice. In this baby sequence, hey, I would like to right. ask. Yeah. yeah, isn't this cool? This is really good. I forgot how good this was. Everybody gets a pacifier. Even the extremely little fat kid. Yeah. <laughs> Why? How is the room completely? <laughs> there's like 200 kids in there when there was last like 15. I love the sound though. They did a really good job. Did you ever know a kid that was still sucking his thumb? Uh, no. There was one kid in my class that still sucked his thumb. I think we we're in like grade one. It's like, buddy. Yeah. Even by then, like, if you haven't figured it out, thanks for coming out. You're done. You gotta put some like Tabasco sauce on that thumb or something. Oh, there's Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I love how Otto's playing. I like his little mustache. Otto. Yeah, the little French mustache. Drag. Drag. I forgot about that. Oh, here's the song. It does look like the Superdome, too. <laughs> Such a strong opening. I love he doesn't have an arm. Yeah. What's the matter, honey? Are you lost? I'm looking for What is Homer playing with? It looks like the end of a Swiffer. It does. Unless he's really good at origami. What are the chances that Maggie, Bart, and Lisa didn't inherit the blue hair? Oh yeah, I never thought about that. Oh yeah, Pooh! I forgot how Pooh sings. Yeah, this is how Pooh's biggest part as of yeah, all the it other is. episodes. Yeah. yeah, I won't get into that just yet though. Seduce this humble newsy 
In case our viewers didn't know, I love Apu. I love Apu yeah. too. I love the high note he hits here. They should have done a buddy cop episode with Cletus and Apu. Cletus and Apu? Wouldn't that have been a great episode? Like, they had to solve an issue and it was like a buddy cop movie almost. Episode, rather. I do like how, like, dirty, sweaty Barney and Moe are other guys backstage, like, working the curtains and stuff. <laughs> right. That's a nice touch. Can always depend on the kindness of strangers. Ah, okay. Now here's a tip from Bat you won't regret. <laughs> Such a raspy voice. Yeah. It must hurt Julie to sing like that. Wait, why was the squeaky voice teen dressed up like a bear? Yeah, we didn't get to see that part. I never noticed that before. Maybe it was before the laser show. And somehow he's already back in his moo moo. Breaks his tailbone. Yeah, pretty easy to break that. Kid, wait the car. I want to talk to your mother about this play thing. Looking for a spot to fun with the Mrs. A Governor? Shut up, boy. <laughs> you were terrific. Oh, come on, Homer. By the end, you were so bored you could barely keep your selfish head up. I wasn't bored. I was sad. It really got to me how that lady here. Um, you know which one I mean. You played her. Blanche. Yeah, how Blanche was sad, and how that guy Stanley should have been nice to her. Yeah, go on. I mean, it made me feel bad. The poor thing ends up being hauled to the nut house when all she needed was for that big slob to show her some respect. Well, at least that's what I thought. I have a history of missing a point of stuff like this. No, Homer, you got it just right. Very sappy, sentimental ending. Hey, you know, you ask. Yeah. He just has to try a little bit, and he hits a home run. Yeah. Just like Barry Bonds on steroids. And that's the episode. There's another. Yeah, that is straight. Listen, fade dude. to black. Yeah. Listen, fade it out. That's, uh, that's, um, that's meme-worthy right there. You know, like in the, yeah. in the it's restaurant. It's a trope. Yeah. In the, uh, hey, we're out of creative ideas. Ah, oh, just go with the kiss and fade to black barrel. <laughs> like, <laughs> it really is that. Um, we're that out of love... Yeah. Uh, what is it? Yeah. Well, what was well, that scene, right? Of, uh, you'll find happiness with the new love. Oh, but not right. to stick with your wife. Yeah, that's what I was. <laughs> um, nice. A neat episode in the sense that they tried something different and went with a parody of a real life play sure. and, and did their own thing on it, turning it into a musical. 
it's really not that funny. I think you're right in that the the Maggie storyline of her trying to get the pacifiers is almost as captivating as kind of the It was cool. Storyline. Yeah. It was. It, and it was really well done. Uh, it was like the, the little things of how all the babies work together and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, Maggie rappelling down using the Krusty doll to steal the keys. Um, it was neat. It was really neat. Uh, but overall, it it doesn't. It's not an A. It, it, I don't. Even, it's barely a B in my book. Um, that is one that if I'm doing a rewatch, as we're obviously doing right now, I can probably skip it. Um, I'm going to give it a B minus. It's not bad, but it's it's just we, we've gotten to a standard now that I think that when it comes to this, this would be fine for season two. It's not for season four, and for that, I'm giving it a. I'm going to give it a B minus. It's a seven for me. Uh, it's a seven. Um, I'm going down as well. Yeah. yeah. You started with an A minus with an 8.2. What's your what's your finish? I'm going to do 7.5. So you're giving it as a straight B. Yeah. I thought it's a good episode. Like it's not, you know, it's just not an A. Like you said, it just doesn't have enough. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Just, um, yeah. I don't think there's enough funny stuff. Like the story is kind of cool. It is an interesting story. It's another, you know, Marge and Homer relationship story, basically, with a side side Mm. story of uh, Maggie. We've seen a lot of, you know, Marge and Homer stories uh, as of now, and this isn't the strongest one. Um, No. It's not a bad episode, though. It's got some stuff in there, but coming from Camp Krusty to this, uh, you know, they hit you high, and then it's kind of it's a, kind of a little bit of a low, but it's not like this is a five out of ten or something crazy like that, like we've had in past seasons where they get you, they give you an A, and then they give you a D. Uh, it's okay. It's a good episode. Yeah, I think the the biggest lull points were when Marge and Flanders and the rest of the cast are rehearsing the play, but they they like I get why they put that in there and they needed to do that because it had to mirror, um, like the play itself, the real life play, and how. You know, Homer didn't care and he wasn't paying enough attention and how it was getting under Marge's skin like that. Like it makes sense. It's just it, it it puts the episode in a bit of a lull by doing so. I'm curious. I have absolutely no idea what you're going to pick for a favorite gag or joke. What are you going with? So my original thought was the auto line was like, my name is Otto. Um, hmm. But no, I'm not going to go with that. I'm actually going to go with an earlier gag pretty much at the start of the episode with Troy McClure, where. You don't see it, but you can hear the TV and he says, you know, basically that everyone has a chance or something. And he's like, after the commercial break, we're going to be cutting 40 contestants or whatever. Uh, That was kind of funny to me. I'm going to go with that. Now, that's not very strong, but I feel like because I kind of just finished um, Physical 100, that that was funny to me. uh, Because I think like the very first game, they cut like half the people. And then the game after that, they cut like another half. (laughs) so um yeah i guess the uh, if i could choose two it'd be auto in that uh but not super gag heavy no it really isn't it's more story driven here and i'm gonna go with an auto moment but it's not uh the one that you mentioned it's the one right when he's given the huge uh llewellyn's given the huge pump up speech before the play starts and uh then just out of nowhere right at the end, except for you, you're not working out. I'm going to play you. And the, the, the that line combined with uh, the visual of Otto and like the dress with the little mustache thing. Uh, I, I did like that quite a bit, but you're right. It's not a very gay. Thank episode. God for Otto. He's got like three really good parts here. He also has when he's yeah, in the crowd, he's like, you're all stars. He's like, yeah. 
Ooh, yeah. Like, yeah, Otto had some, for barely being on screen, Otto had some good little moments here. Um, yeah, so not, it's fine. Not, not a bad episode. Not very gag heavy. Very story driven. The Maggie parts were cool, which is rare for a B storyline and a typical season two type ending, uh, wraps this one up. Next up on the list though, is Homer the heretic one. When it comes to the titles, I always get confused with Homer alone. Beautiful one where Homer just says, Hey, I'm not going to church anymore. And we get the space age moon waffle. One of my all-time favorite visual gags. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to have quite a bit to say on that one, I think. Because, oh, yeah. you know, yeah, one day one... I decide not to go to church, so. And they, yeah, that's that's a discussion in and of itself, right? Of, um, of uh, you know, religion in general. And uh, one of the first times the show kind of really head-on tackles that, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, we'll see what Homer uh, the Heretic brings to the table. But before we get to that one, we got to get with good old plug time. Hit us, Shane. Uh, yeah, please uh, follow us on Twitter, Simpsons underscore EB, to be involved with uh, everything that we post there. It's going to be polls. We're reaching out to get your opinion on stuff. You just want to talk to us about whatever uh, you want to be on the show, let us know kind of deal. Want to be mentioned on the show. That's the best way to go about that. And please follow us on Spotify there because most of you guys and gals are listening to us on Spotify. So please do that and also rate us. But please follow us and rate us whatever platform you're listening to us on. And so that Nick and I can build our own. Uh, how would you describe Homer's th- the round waffle with a space, <laughs> space age moon, age moon waffle. waffle so that we can buy the ingredients for that? Uh, there is a link in the description called buy me a coffee and you can donate a couple of bucks uh, to Nick and I so we can we can have that for breakfast this weekend. Yeah, I mentioned in Camp Krusty that I had a buddy who has eaten a pine cone before. So maybe we'll make the maybe maybe that's what we can do uh, coming up soon. We can film him actually eating the space age moon waffle because I do have a waffle maker and uh, we could definitely do that, including the just basically huge stick. of. You've butter never had KFC. That, uh, You're probably fine. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i could probably eat it i'd be okay whereas people who've had kfc might yeah. put them over the edge uh yeah so yeah we'll, we'll see what happens if he dies he dies just like uh ivan drago says in rocky 4 when he kills apollo creed uh spoilers if you have which seen has rocky also 4, there's a director's problem. cut of that now just want to mention uh came out last year uh they cut out all the uh poly having a sexual relationship with a robot so yeah um which, yeah, the robot was kind of cool. Happy birthday, Polly. But, uh, yeah, probably didn't really need to be in there. The Polly storylines always pissed me off in Rocky. He's a scumbag. He's completely just, just like the Coke Nails. There you grandpa. go. First, first Coke Nails grandpa mention of season four. There it is. We've got to get him in every uh, episode. So my challenge for you, Shane, uh, not really a challenge. Yo, what's but, my uh, challenge? Yo. <laughs> what a, what Yo, an impression. Pauly. That's best. That's that's better than your cold. Oh, you put some, a lot of work into that. You should teach Sly Stallone how to enunciate. But uh, let's let's just get a loop going. We had a loop last episode of Mr. Black. Let's get a loop going of the robot uh, from Rocky, Rocky Four talking. We'll catch you next time for Homer the Heretic. You're the greatest. See you, sport. See you. Oh, Paulie, who taught her to talk like that? She loves me. Oh. I was saying.